right, so welcome back to A Soulful Talk. Uh, this is a father and daughter podcast. Is this, if this is your first time tuning in, um, this is a Black father and Black daughter podcast. During the pandemic, we decided to um, come up with a platform to basically discuss conversations that are not being had in the Black community. So I go by the name T, and this is my dad. He goes by the name J. J. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about um, when children ask questions um, and parents or like adults don't have the answers. So before we hopped on to this podcast, we talked about um, a friend of mine. He has a daughter who's 13 and she's now at that stage where she's starting to question um, Christianity. And um, me and my dad was basically saying how you got to be prepared to answer the questions, <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, the reason the the reason we came about this because uh, my own uh, experience with my girls is that I realized. When a child mind can formulate a question, you have to have an answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it sounds it sounds kind of uh, how would you say unusual? Yes. Because parents believe that at certain points um, they should not be taught certain things, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, well, wait a minute. If the child mind is thinking constantly they're going to get the answer from somebody else exactly and they're going to get the wrong answer Mm -hmm. because it didn't come from the parents yeah and what i mean by that is um the old saying is that mom is the first teacher of the child yes you know even if you don't have it Teach them how to research mm-hmm. to find certain things. Because if you don't, and you leave it up to somebody else to give them the answer, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about math and sciences and school. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when the kid is perplexed and come home with this question in their head and you have nothing for them. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It also has a lot to do with like, um, like upbringing. I remember always hearing the the older um, generation say like kids should be seen and not heard. And it, it never made sense to me that I have a voice and I can't ask certain things or I shouldn't speak about certain topics. So I'm just supposed to be this seen entity without a voice hmm. yes so I, i'm glad that we are, we are more so um moving away from that uh that kids should be seen and not heard and allowing the the youth to ask questions that's right that's yeah. right and i and i think uh a lot of times the 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 lessons that was taught in our culture, which is black culture, 
most of the places that I've been to um, and experienced different black people's cultures, it has pretty much been the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I'll say this. Um, you cannot have a thinking human being around you and you have no answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. And when you don't know, you have to be able to point them in direction to find something that, that suits the way you, your culture is. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. But what we do is we allow other cultures to teach them their culture. Yeah. And then they come home and got to deal with, 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 with your culture. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Right. It confuses them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why it's when you watch other races of people that rises to levels unthinkable, it's because they're teaching their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're teaching their own. Yeah. You see, but but we don't look at it as a whole global experience. Mm-mm. Other races do. Yeah. You know, I, I remember a few other cultures that I, I experienced, they won't allow anybody else to teach their kids. Oh, no. It's taboo. Mm-hmm. Look at the Chinese. That, that, listen, the Chinese, the, the Jews. Jews. Yeah. You see, and they understand that those images as their mind develops is very important. Mm-hmm. I, wanted, I want my kids to think of themselves as being the best. Yeah. Not just competitive, but the best. Mm-hmm. You see, and they allow their minds to be formulated by their culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why when you get around them, their mind is clear about the mission. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is still trying to figure it out at 13, 16. 20, 25, 30. Mm. While at 13, their mind is clear. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I never thought of it um, from that aspect. I always um, felt like, like black kids needed black teachers because mm-hmm. it was always a connection Right. Um, between the two. And growing up, I always felt like there was like a disconnection because I never really seen myself um, in in education, in the, in the classroom. So it was like, how can I learn from somebody who I can't identify with? Yes, that's right. So That's right. That's right. But you're absolutely right. The Chinese people have their Chinese teachers teaching their Chinese kids. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. But us, we throw them in the system and you got white teachers teaching black kids. Right. It's crazy. And and some of them have never experienced being around black people. Nope. And that was a reason why I couldn't be a part of Teach for America. I told you I did Teach for America. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that here in the South, they talk about equity and equality, but you can't have an organization in which you are profiting 
off of um, children in low-income communities. And you're not really trying to help them. They more so have this savior. Um, mm-hmm. yes. I'm, I'm going to go into these communities and I'm going to save these kids. Right. That's And I noticed right. that when I was looking around, I'm like, you are putting white teachers in low-income communities with black children. Mm. And these people have never been to the hood. Yeah. You yeah. don't know how to relate to these kids, but you're going to yeah. go in there and pretend mm-hmm. like you're going in to do the right thing, but your only intention is to get the money mm-hmm. and to come off as if you're saving our kids. Listen, <laughs> I, I I chuckle behind that because, you know, I have formulated questions in my head about people by by my experience with them. Yeah, it has. It's not hearsay. Mm-hmm. I always tell. I've always said this to my girls. If you want to know about what they do, go and experience it. Yep, surround yourself with them. Yep, go down and go down there and see. I mean, there, there's a whole vast amount of them that will that will talk. Go in their restaurants. Mm-hmm. Go in their schools. I mean, walk into their schools. They, you know, they they will let you know. You don't belong there. Mm-hmm. You see, they'll let you know. Yep. Then you'll have your own experience. And I'll give you a, a good example. When they say that they're coming to save us, or they're going to make us better, or or we're we going to get better by being with them, the one thing you have to always say to yourself Will they teach me to conquer my environment? No. Not not to conquer them, Mm-mm. but to conquer myself. Mm-mm. Enough to where I don't need you. Nope. And they will never do that. No, it's always man. it's always built on you depending on them. Them. Yep. That's the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you think it gets any better, it doesn't. No matter how much money you got, you still depend on them. Mm-hmm. So it's always you're the servant, and I am the master. Yep. You see, they mm-hmm. they don't they don't think of it any other way. Yeah. Now you may rise above them, and you may progress to a point where you have great wealth. But even with your great wealth, you're still serving one of them. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's set up. Mm. That's the way it is set up. And if anybody tells you anything different, they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. It was a line that I read in the book, Black Label, White Wealth. Mm-hmm. And it says that Black seeking to empower themselves will undoubtedly create concern among whites. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who have grown accustomed to the historical belief that black should always be a powerless poverty striking that's right. people. That's right. That's right. That's right. Always needing help. Yep. Always. Yep. You always need help. Yeah. And to get back and to get back to the child asking her father those questions. Um you're still looking for help. Yeah. I, I when I was talking to him, I felt like there was a sense of like fear 
and his voice because nervousness he, he's he's he knows the knowledge like he he was raised in the church but he's more so spiritual mm-hmm. and he wants to give her the knowledge but he doesn't want her to go into the world with a sense of hatred remember when you said the reason why you didn't expose me to the information is because of how i now see life see the yeah. world yes and it could yes. be a sense of hatred towards yes. these people that continue to oppress you yes yes and that's yes. exactly what he said so i told him give her books that's right give her lots and lots of books filled with the truth show her documentaries show that's her right. movies that's you right. don't even really have to speak on it you can have oh. discussions while you're watching a, a video right with her. right but let us start to formulate her questions. Exactly. I said, do not, do not mute her, man. Don't mute her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that mute is 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 destructive, man. Yeah. That's destructive. It's destructive. It's it's so destructive that um, you know, even to today when I speak about it, man, it's it's heart wrenching sometimes. It is. It's because it's like. We don't, we don't, we don't realize what we do to a child's mind when we shut it down. Mm-hmm. It, we have the greatest mind on the planet, and we shut it down. Yeah. You'll hear, you'll hear, uh, males say, "Oh, she talks too much." Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've heard that before. And and. And what he don't realize, she is the first teacher. Exactly. She is supposed to talk a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She is supposed to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Her mind is her mind is speed is speeding up. Yeah. And she I is, think when people say things like that, it's it's hard for them to like keep up. Yes. Mama, yeah. I told you, if you keep raising the bar. Yeah. You know, but but we we as uh, a people, we have to realize what we have, man. And we st- and it's still so hard to to do. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really, really, really hard. It is. It's it hard. Is. It's not. It's not easy. So I don't. I I, I always say to you, um, you know, if you ra- if you keep raising the bar, you'll know who can hang on. Oh yeah. And those who can't, they fall off. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to end this episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of A Soul Food Talk. Um, we will continue to upload um, episodes to this podcast. So thank you for sticking with us. Please share, 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 um, and give us some feedback. Thank you so much again and peace. Peace.